This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Us to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Dr. Kelly Victory with us now. We're trying to round up Steve House, and we'll bring him in as we grab him. But Dr. Kelly, how are you today? I'm well. Thanks, as always, for having me. I, I enjoy these Thursdays. Well, we enjoy it very much. I know we've had a couple of weeks off, and uh, you know, know that you've got a lot going on. So thank you very much for taking time to join us. And there's still, still things to talk about. I, I, uh, again, I know I sound like a broken record. I say every week that, you know, why are we still talking about these things? But it just keeps going. I mean, even the president this week he said, or, you know, this last weekend said, oh, it's over, but then the White House walks that back. Yeah, well, I think that's part of the problem. The reason there's still so much to talk about, John, is because of the constant contradictions, those poor yep. communication, uh, and the fact that, frankly, they have withheld so much information uh, from the American public and the public at large uh, for the duration of this pandemic, that folks are just now getting exposed to some of the information that's coming out, for example, on the vaccines because of FOIA requests. Right. When you aren't transparent from the very beginning, uh, what you end up doing is really extending uh, the entire the entire crisis far, far longer than it otherwise would have needed to be. And, and what we're seeing as well, which we've said all along, too, is, and I said it, I said it yesterday numerous times, that I can prove over and over again that the other side does not care about people. The way they've handled COVID is a great example of that. The only reason why the White House continues to walk back things that the president even said when he said things were over, which even though he's senile, he still knows that things are over. But the bottom line, Dr. Kelly, is not only what you just said is a factor in why they keep walking it back. But let's talk about the money side of it for a moment. If they end this crisis, the funding, the things that are going on, and the ridiculous amount of spending and what we're really not even getting for our money, I mean, all of that ends if this thing is over. That's why they don't want it ending. It's a money thing as well. Well, there's no question that money is a huge driver. Obviously, if you start with the amount of money that uh, stands to be made by people involved in the vaccine injury, and certainly in pharmaceuticals in general, you've got the intoxicating impact of the power uh, and control that has been able to be uh, garnered as a result of this pandemic. And that uh, pertains to everybody, not just in the federal government, but governors of all of these uh, uh, various states, particularly the blue states, 
uh, and even people like, you know, the teachers union. So there's the power and control component. And there's the fact that they can use this to uh, direct our behavior, not just with regard to staying home from the beach and gyms and, you know, social events, but, for example, keeping people home from the polls and, and right. relying on paper ballots. So this is multifaceted. Um, and despite the fact that the president told the truth, when he said the pandemic is over, because it is, it hasn't met the criterion to be a pandemic for over a year now. But despite the fact that he told the truth, don't expect uh, the folks around him to give this up anytime soon. Mm-hmm. They are going to continue to sound the alarm flag uh, right. and, and or you sound the alarm bell and raise the flag of, of concern going into the fall. And it's only, in my uh, estimation, going to amp up as we get closer and closer to the uh, midterm election. And I'm glad you said that because it was one of the things I was going to ask you. By the way, folks, I should have mentioned this earlier, but if you would like to ask us a question and have Dr. Kelly answer that, feel free to do so. 307-200-8222 is our text line. 307-200-8222. And I should also say we replay a lot of these segments uh, because we've got a lot of them. There's a lot of information We do our best to get this out to you. So if you're listening to a replay, even between 6 and 7 o'clock tonight or or on another day, you can still text us. I can still get those questions answered. Some of them I know myself. Some of them I have to go back to uh, Dr. Kelly as well. And by the way, if you want to know more about Dr. Kelly, go right to our website, RushToReason.com. There's an entire page there dedicated to Dr. Kelly. She's right there. You cannot miss it. Go to RushToReason.com. You'll see it. Okay, really quick, Dr. Kelly, first question that came in. Is it true or false advertising that the COVID shot boosts your antibodies? Great question. There is no question that the COVID injections end up result in you producing antibodies. The problem is, is, number one, the original shots, the ones that up until these new bivalent ones were were uh, launched, which we're going to get so into, ago. by the way. So that's a good exactly. one as well. You so so if you get the previous shots before those, you will absolutely create antibodies. The problem is you will create antibodies to a virus that doesn't exist on the planet. Okay, you are, will create antibodies to the original Wuhan, the spike protein from the original Wuhan strain which has been gone for a year and a half now. Right. The virus has mutated far away from that. So will you develop antibodies? You betcha. Will they be useful? Absolutely not. They will be useless uh, because viruses mutate, and these vaccines were predicated on a single spike protein. It was a ridiculous way to do it. It was doomed to fail from the very beginning, and that's why I predicted it. Now we have these new, quote, bivalent vaccines, Yeah, and real quick, explain what that is, by the way, because this is new, correct? Correct. These are brand new, and what bivalent just means it includes two mRNA for two different spike proteins. Okay. For reasons unclear, it includes uh, mRNA to code for the spike protein from the original Wuhan strain, which, as I said, is stupid because that doesn't even exist any longer. So why we would want antibodies to that is beyond me. And it includes mRNA to induce you to create the spike protein from the new BA4 and BA5 subvariants of Omicron. So you will develop that spike protein with the idea that you will then create antibodies to that spike protein. Problems are a couple. Number one, again, Dr. Victory's rule number one of viruses, they mutate. 
uh, and Omicron is no different. It is quickly mutating. And before long, I'm guessing, certainly by Thanksgiving time, uh, BA4 and BA5 will be gone. So this new, quote, bivalent vaccine will have you creating antibodies to the Wuhan strain, gone, and then the BA4 and BA5, gone. So you can predict that it will be also equally ineffective at stopping people from contracting COVID. Furthermore, the new bivalent vaccines, not only did they not go through extensive testing, they were not tested on a single human being. They were tested on a total of eight, count them, eight mice, and incidentally, all eight mice, as predicted, contracted COVID. Okay, so again, I know, I, I know why, but why? Why then the push yeah. to do something that's not benefiting any patient? Because unfortunately, if you keep all this information from people and you lead people to believe that there's this new fancy vaccine that will keep them from getting the newer variants, unfortunately, people buy into it. And there's a lot of money to be made. Hmm. I actually listened to the FDA hearings on the advisory board hearings where they asked about the new bivalent vaccine and how quickly it could be done. And absolutely, unbelievably, the vaccine manufacturers acknowledged, they said, quote unquote, well, if we don't need to conduct any testing, we can certainly get one out by fall. Well, no kidding. I can develop a new car or a new baby seat or a new heck of a lot of other things if I don't need to do any testing on it. If I don't need to prove it was safe and I can simply sell the thing and label it as safe and effective and don't need to back that up without any with, you know, with any data, I can hack one out by tomorrow morning. I feel like, Dr. Kelly, that we've entered into a new era whereby just put anything into your body, government says so, and everybody's going to be okay with it. I mean, where, I mean, when did we go off the rails in not questioning things? I mean, these are, these are injections. You know, these are things that we are, quote unquote, shooting ourselves up with. And not that it's any different than a pill or anything else, but, but bottom line, you know, we're putting things uh, in a medical fashion into our bodies that would not be there otherwise. When did we go off the rails and not questioning this stuff? I've been talking about this, John, from the beginning. And again, I am not anti-vaccine. I'm extraordinarily pro-vaccine. I recommend them to my patients. But that's after they've gone through the rigorous extended testing period so we can speak uh, knowledgeably about both their safety and their efficacy. I said from the beginning, particularly with young people, we have an entire generation of people who wouldn't ever consider eating a genetically modified tomato, mm-hmm. but they will have right. a, you know, or a non-organic carrot. Right, right. Um, Good but point. But they will happily roll up their sleeve and take a vaccine that's got about 15 minutes worth of testing behind it uh, and has absolutely never been proven to be safe and effective. In my entire career in medicine, 30 plus years as a practicing physician, one of the basic constructs is that we never, ever use a therapeutic. I don't care if it's an antibiotic, chemotherapy, whatever. We never use it on a group of people on whom it has never been tested. Yet, all of a sudden, we're giving these vaccines to pregnant women and lactating women and children and people with underlying autoimmune diseases people with polyethylene glycol allergies, people who already had and recovered from COVID. None of those people, none of those groups were included in the very, very limited testing 
that was done. Yet they, you know, the CDC and FDA are out there on a daily basis saying these are safe and effective. Mm -hmm. There is not a single study that backs up that statement, safe and effective. And when you say that we've never done anything along these lines where we've come up with something, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but and I don't want to sound you know weird or anything here, but I, I know because I actually knew one of the individuals involved in the uh, invention of the little blue pill we now call you know uh, Viagra. And to my knowledge, that was discovered because they were trying to get a drug to do something other than what they ended up having it do. But to my knowledge, they did all sorts of testing before releasing that to the public, whereby men could use that for ED. Am I right in what I just said? Absolutely. And we frequently come up, by the way, we frequently discover uh, medications when we're looking for something or treatment for something else. You find this uh, side effect, as it were, of something that increases blood flow or something else. You say, hey, this ends up working um, for this indication instead. But again, you go through extensive, extensive testing. Um, The average vaccine, again, takes six to eight years to come to market if it ever makes it at all. And people forget there are a heck of a lot of viruses out there for which we've never created a safe and effective vaccine, not for lack of trying. Do you think scientists haven't tried to come up with a vaccine for the herpes virus? Mm. Okay. Coxsackie virus, norovirus, the virus that takes down every cruise ship, you know, because Mm -hmm. they have outbreaks of diarrhea and vomiting. You don't think scientists have tried for decades to come up with a safe and effective vaccine for those viruses? Yet we haven't. Why? Because virology or, you know, virology and vaccinology is very complex stuff. The immune system doesn't always respond the way we think it's going to when we give it an immunologic challenge. When we inject something, we have every reason to think, you know, in the laboratory it worked or in the mice it worked, then lo and behold, you inject that thing into the human beings and either they don't, they may create antibodies, but the antibodies aren't effective, or they create antibodies, but there are so many bad side effects that you can't justify it, or it ends up for what many, many things happen over time. Uh, And that takes years to sort out. It isn't the kind of thing that you can say, oh, yeah, we did it for 90 days, people developed antibodies, and therefore we've somehow proven, quote, unquote, that it's effective. Back to that original question that you asked me, you know, does the vaccine induce you to create antibodies? Yes. Unfortunately, there isn't a correlation in top of the effect that you are creating antibodies that are useless because they're based on a spike protein that isn't around any longer. On top of it, there isn't, interestingly, uh, and, and perhaps uh, against what you would think, um, there isn't a correlation between the number of antibodies that you develop and having immunity to something. In other words, if if I get vaccinated and I have 2,000 antibodies and you get vaccinated and you only have 10 antibodies, it doesn't mean that I'm more protected Mm. than you are because I had 2,000 and you only had 10. You'd think, it's counterintuitive, you'd think that that it was one of those things that was related, that the more antibodies you had, the better. Isn't the case. And that was one that they Mm. did on these COVID vaccines in children because they injected the kids. All they did then was test to see if the kids developed antibodies. And they said, yeah, kids developed antibodies. So therefore, the vaccine must be effective. 
Well, we now know that not only do these vaccines not prevent you from contracting COVID, they actually increase Mm -hmm. over time your risk of contracting COVID. They have what we call negative efficacy. Mm -hmm. You are at higher risk for getting COVID if you are multiply vaccinated. All right. Perfect timeout. Guys, keep texting. I got two more questions that have already come in. Any others? 307 200 8222. Dr. Kelly will be with us to about uh, the 50 mark here today. She's got another interview to do right after that. So hang tight. We'll make this quick. We'll come right back. Absolute electrical heating and air. Find them at klzradio.com. Furnaces tend to break the most when they are under the most demand, when everyone is home for the holidays. When you run your furnace year after year without getting it looked at professionally, you raise the risk of losing heat. Proactively ensure the reliability of your furnace with a tune-up from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You should know the true condition of your furnace before the busy season. Don't get stuck waiting for a technician instead of enjoying your holiday. Absolute can ensure all the essential components are in good working order and that everything is clean so there are no issues in the future either. For KLZ listeners only, Absolute is offering $59 furnace tune-ups helping you proactively in the downtime so your heat won't go out when you need it most this winter. Schedule at 720-526-0231, 720-526-0231, or visit klzradio.com today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Portable Interest Mortgage, Kurt Rogers. He'll join us, by the way, at 5 o'clock. In the meantime, any questions for Kurt? And you can line those questions out and ask us at 5 as well. But 720-895-0500 is Kurt's direct line. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home, or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate, but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. Solar Energy Partners, where they can save you money on your electric bill by locking you in now, getting some great rebates and credits as well, and on top of that, save about $1,000 a year on average. 303-378-7537. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest with solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Alan only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. 
The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power now. Make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com slash sun or by calling 303-378-7537. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. And we are back. Dr. Kelly Victory with us. And uh, Steve was going to join us today, but I got a late text message that he was busy, got tied up and could not join us. So we appreciate Steve. And really, he's the brainchild behind all of this and got us going in the first place. So, Dr. Kelly, again, thanks for joining us as you do on a very, very regular basis. Next question. Uh, why does there seem to be a shortage of doctors in Colorado and Wyoming? And by the way, I think California is next. But we'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> well, I think, unfortunately, there's going to be a shortage of doctors uh, nationwide. Uh, it's become almost impossible to practice medicine, at least the way I was trained to practice it. There's so much intrusion of the government, both on the state and federal level. Certainly, this COVID uh, pandemic has mm-hmm. highlighted really the egregious yep. amount of fraud and corruption um, physicians are being threatened across the board if they say anything um, against the narrative. You know, to be clear, I have a, not only a legal, but a moral and ethical obligation to tell my patients everything that I know about a medication, about a, uh, a treatment, to tell them their options, to tell them, you know, what alternatives they have. It's called informed consent, and I am obligated to give it to my patients whether we are talking about a surgical intervention that I'm suggesting, a chemotherapy regimen, a lifestyle change, whatever it is. For the government, the state government, for medical boards, for regulatory bodies to tell me, if you say this, if you uh, tell somebody that there are downsides or risks uh, to the vaccine, if you tell them the downsides to using remdesivir, if you tell them that things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are cheap and inexpensive and highly effective, you can lose your medical license. Who the heck is up for that? Um, it is absolutely insanity. Um, California passed this, uh, this new bill, 2098, I think yep. it is, um, that they are actually criminalizing Um, anybody who speaks out against the narrative. You can be sanctioned, you can lose your medical license, uh, and and worse. So So, to to your point is, why would anybody want that, Dr. Kelly, especially as a young person that's getting into it? Why why would you want to invest all the money, the time, the energy, the, the effort, which we know is huge? I know what you guys go through to get where you're at. Why would you want to do that knowing what you just said? Exactly. Here's the deal. Do you really think that the average person, certainly, you know, my generation, the average person who had the fortitude, the, you know, the, the, uh, the diligence to go to medical school, do a residency, do you think that person doesn't have options? Exactly. They do. Exactly. They have, okay? Good point. They, 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 they got options. Okay? Great they point. got options. <laughs> and the idea that you would say, let me get this right. I'm going to sign up to do this. Yeah. Um, already have all of the yep. know, regulatory requirements of the insurance companies. And on top of this, you're going to threaten me right. if I don't stick right. to your narrative? Right. You know what? I got a great idea. I think I'll go do one of the other hundred things that I'm qualified to do. Um, and, and not do this. So it's really tough. And I think the, the upside is that you are going to see a parallel 
health care system, a parallel medical system. I agree. And it's a good thing. More and more physicians who think like I think are going to go into concierge practices. They're going to leave the big hospitals. They're going to refuse to take insurance. We're going to go back to the good old days where you paid largely cash um, for for care. You can get what we called, what my parents called, major medical, um, you know, or or Mm -hmm. catastrophe insurance. So that if God forbid you you have the big bad thing happen, um, you would have coverage. But you know, when you need to go for your routine annual physical or yeah, you just pay out of pocket and go. Pink eye or, yeah. you, know, you just pay out of pocket the yep. same way, incidentally, that you do with everything else. That's right. You know, when you go to get the tires rotated on your car, Correct. you don't pull out your State Farm car insurance. You know, you, you pay cash. When you go to get your house painted, you don't invoke your homeowner's policy. Right. That's right. You pay cash. That's right. Okay? Insurance was never intended to nope. cover everything. So they nope. have, there's a whole other discussion, but, uh, and no, one that I'm on. very, as you can tell, very passionate about, but we have corrupted yep. the concept of, quote, insurance. Uh, and then on top of it, we have allowed, we uninvited, we have allowed the government on the state, local, you know, uh, federal levels to end up in the exam room where they were never yep. invited. They need to get the hell out yep. and let doctors do what they train to do. Okay, I'm going to make a comparison, and please, everybody, this is a comparison. I am not saying that we are here yet, but, Dr. Kelly, I'm concerned that we're heading down this path. And, and let me explain as briefly as I can. I read through the entire history of Germany 1939 and what happened there and one of the things that hitler did was he basically gave all of the doctors and folks in the medical community a pass when it came to euthanasia when it came to you know euthanizing those individuals that they deemed inferior in other words uh that hippocratic oath i guess no longer mattered anymore if if you didn't matter to the world at that time or his world it was okay for a doctor to just go ahead and end your life and we of course know what happened not not that long after that when it came to the annihilation of the jews and here here's my point if you think just because your doctor is there and is siding with government and government is all-knowing and all-seeing, uh, let me remind you of what happened in 1939 Germany. You are spot on, and I'll take it one step further, and I've made the exact same uh, comparison many times during this pandemic. This pandemic is not the first time, John, that government co-opted physicians to do their dirty work. hmm it absolutely right. happened in Germany. That's right. uh, and, and all those doctors who said, you know, we were just following orders. You know, physicians have a, unfortunately, an ugly history when it comes to being co-opted uh, and utilized and manipulated by government for nefarious intent. So I don't. And, and really like quick, Doctor K, why, why do you? I mean, th- this is a question I've had, and I, maybe other listeners have it as well. But I know I I have it because I know what you're just. I know what you just said is very true. We've seen it over and over and over again. Not just in Germany; it's happened all the way down through history. As a matter of fact, the question I have is why, why? You know, it's a really good question. I think that um, physicians are not. Great. They, they are not political animals, interestingly, with rare exception. You know, I, I'm an anomaly. Right. Um, it, it, truly. Uh, physicians really want, they are fundamentally helpers, but they are easily, easily um, manipulated. We see, believe me, we would never have healthcare where it is in this country if physicians had banded together and said to the insurance companies True. or to the pharmaceutical True. companies, no, we Good are point. not doing that. Great point. No. But instead, 
they take their marching orders from people who aren't physicians. Yep. Um, no other group. You know, the people who the bar association is led by lawyers. OK, the, the plumbers association is led by plumbers. The electro, you know, the, right. the electricians you know, union right. is run by electricians. But physicians, you answer to the CEO of the hospital, not a physician. OK, we answer. It is the most bizarre yeah. thing in the planet. Um, and I do think the only good thing that will come out of this is we will see parallel to a, a yeah. parallel yeah. healthcare system Good point. because there are physicians i believe now who are saying we don't need to do this yeah. we don't need the insurance companies we can go back to a concierge practice mm. we will take patients who are interested in having that sacrosanct patient physician interaction um, and we will recreate it in parallel and jettison this uh, unfortunately, some of the younger folks that you mentioned, you know, why would a younger physician? Right. Unfortunately, many of them are the most easily manipulated yeah. because they have grown up in a system, John, yep. where it's all this group thing, yep. where it's social justice. It's way more important to have equity uh, and parity than actually be able to make a good diagnosis. Good um, they have learned, you know, they, they have some really warped. They are not great. Their critical thinking skills are non-existent. Good point. Um, they, most of them don't have good command of a physical exam. They rely heavily on lab tests, uh, you know, x-rays, MRIs, these sorts of things. Uh, the good old-fashioned lay your hand on somebody's belly and come to the decision that they have an appendicitis, that is an art that is long gone, uh, tragically. Uh, and a, an awful lot of the younger group grew up during socialized medicine, they grew up with the HMO, they grew up with mm -hmm. this concept mm -hmm. that there is equity and parity mm -hmm. uberalis, uh, and that is unfortunately not the reality. And, and on, unfortunately, Dr. Kelly, what you just said, I hate to say this because I, I can almost give you that same analogy for almost every other industry out there, including getting your car fixed and having young technicians enter into the industry. It is almost, and I'm not exaggerating, it is almost identical to what you just said. Because of the way they have been raised, what's been happening to them in school, whether it be medical school or automotive school, the reality is they do not have the, the knack, the critical thinking skills, the ability to think on their feet. They just don't have that quote-unquote diagnostic ability in their head that technicians of old had. They just don't have it. Exactly. They rely on entirely on technology. Yep. Uh, they, they rely entirely on that to the, to the point where they have lost their diagnostic skills. That's right. And in medicine, that is the most awful thing. And it started very, I, I saw it happening 20 plus years ago mm -hmm. with the advent of the electronic medical record. The mm -hmm. idea that this was going to somehow streamline things. And what you end up with, an electronic medical record is essentially a billing template. Right. That's it allows right. the insurance company to capture all the data the insurance company wants to capture, yep. but it loses every bit of nuance about what actually happened in the patient-physician interaction. Yep. So now you have the physician sitting at his desk, looking away from you. The patient's sitting on the bed, sitting on the exam table. The doctor is sitting in the chair, looking at his laptop screen, asking questions over his shoulder and typing into the electronic medical record, that is not medicine, people. Yep. I interviewed that a doctor not, not that long ago, Dr. Kelly, I think within the last couple of weeks, that said, you you know, here's the other thing. No one no one reads nurses' notes anymore, whether they're handwritten or even typed in. Nobody reads the nurses' notes anymore. Correct. 
because the, the electronic medical record has destroyed it. Yep. So I, if I take my electronic medical record, I can run a query on blue-eyed, left-handed men who developed, you know, right knee pain playing soccer. I can run that study and come and, and find all those patients. But I have no idea about the nuance. I have no idea what really happened in that interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, they are billing templates. And again, we have lost the art of medicine. We've lost the art of, mm-hmm. of uh, diagno- you know, the diagnostic yep, right. examination. We have lost that interaction that is supposed to be sacrosanct between physicians and the patient. Um, you know, we are marching to algorithms uh, you know, that are set forth by people, again, not physicians. When they change the guidelines now in medicine, whether it's you know, how, how often you should get a mammogram or how often you should get prostate screening, it's not based on some new scientific study. It's based on an actuarial mm-hmm. study mm-hmm. where a bunch of bean counters sat in a room and said, it's too expensive for women to get mammograms every other year after 40, so we'll do it every five years after 50 and then stop at age 60, and they calculate how many women will die from breast cancer that wasn't diagnosed, and they say, okay, and those are acceptable losses to them. Yep. You know, this yep. is all based on actuary. Is nothing to do any longer with truly the science and the art of medicine. It's tragic. It really is. All right, great stopping point. We'll come right back. Got some more questions. Any others, please, please text me, 307-200-8222. Even if you're listening to a best of or a replay show, text me. I can still get those questions answered. High Five Plumbing is next. For all your plumbing needs, one-stop shopping. Give them a call today, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Experts need physical eyes on the problem, but you'd like to know how much it's going to cost before you commit to one plumber, especially when it's a big fix. Hi-Fi Plumbing gives you FaceTime digitally with Hi-Fi Live, because to give you an honest quote, ethical plumbers need to see the problem. With Hi-Fi Live, you get the real price without waiting around all day. Your session tells you what needs to be done faster than seeing an in-person plumber. That way, you get the chance to talk to a master plumber before they dispatch anyone to your location. Get your estimate while avoiding any unnecessary wait times and substantial dispatch fees. For a limited time, KLZ listeners get a free tub of pipe clearing BioClean with the completion of any service. Schedule your appointment service fee free by mentioning KLZ through High Five at HighFivePlumbing.com for an estimate from a real plumber. That's HighFivePlumbing.com. You can also call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. All right, Golden Eagle Financial. Al Smith wants to help you with your future financial plans. And by the way, Al, much like we're talking about right now, does know how to help you with all of these different things uh, because he's of that age where he knows exactly what you need to do, how to get there, and how to stay there. So take your plan to him and have it checked to make sure that it will last you into retirement. Find him at klzradio.com. While you can't avoid every risk, you can create a plan to make losses less likely with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. As you approach retirement, you are less tolerant of market risk because you can't afford to lose money to market volatility. When you reach retirement, you no longer have income to replace what you may lose. Your nest egg is your income because you are no longer employed and usually don't have a consistent cash flow. When you have concerns about the safety of your nest egg due to market volatility, Al Smith and Golden Eagle Financial can help you with strategies that will minimize your risk. In or near retirement, you no longer have the time you did when you were younger to replace what you may lose due to market volatility. Protect the investment of your time and preserve your money with retirement planning from Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. 
Connect with Al today at klzradio.com slash money, or you can call Al at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC-registered investment advisor. Don't make this another missed opportunity. Stop spinning your wheels by working yourself to death while just trying to keep your business from sinking. Stop ignoring your options and take help from John Rush. He doesn't want to work with you to see your business just survive. With a free 30-minute consultation, John will give you an overview of how you can make your business thrive, even through something like a recession. You know you've been looking the other way and that you needed help a long time ago. John isn't here to judge you. He's here to help you succeed. Get off to its center and choose more for your business and for yourself. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. Again, that's john at rushtoreason.com. All right, we are back. Dr. Kelly Victory, she'll be with us about another 10 minutes is all. So any questions you've got, text us now, 307-282-22. Again, 307-282-22. All right, next question, Dr. Kelly, and I think I know what is meant by this. Uh, this particular texture wants to know, what are these white clots? What are they made of? And I think what they're referring to is you're seeing on the internet, and you and I have talked about it before, some of these things that the embalmers and such are finding when it comes to what's in the bloodstream, and there's these weird-looking, almost uh, parasitic-type things that are coming out of some individual's uh, blood. And again, I, I don't know how much of that's going on, how many people that's being found in, but I think that's the question. Yes, I do. And we know that these um, vaccines are thrombogenic, meaning they induce the formation of blood clots. Unfortunately, what we are seeing in a lot of these folks are not typical blood clots. As the, uh, the, the question was posed, they tend to be more fibrous. They do not include the typical components of blood. They don't have potassium and zinc and iron uh, hemoglobin within them. They don't, when you rub them between your fingers, a normal blood clot will kind of dissolve between your fingers. These have this very fibrous uh, quality to them. They are not made, as I said, of typical blood components, and we don't understand why they're being created. It clearly is a response to the vac, something about the vaccine, because it's not occurring in people who develop COVID and haven't been vaccinated. So the spike protein itself, there's no question, induces the formation of blood clots. These are clots that are being seen in people who are vaccinated um, specifically. And many of these long fibrous clots are very, very extensive. Some of them are, you know, two and three feet long. They're the entire expanse, for example, of a limb. Uh, Many of the embalmers and undertakers uh, who prepare bodies for burial are finding them. They're extremely unusual, and uh, we still we have yet to have a good explanation to them, other than they clearly appear to be associated with the COVID vaccine. All right, next question. If a person starts taking ivermectin, is it safe to take, and what dosage amount per day? And I can almost answer that one, but I'll let you. Well, well, obviously, without knowing somebody's medical history, I can't say that exactly. any particular uh, medication is safe. And furthermore, I currently, I don't I will... know why you would need to, honestly. That's my other answer. Yes, I would say that that is also true because the current variants of COVID are so mild, most people aren't needing to take any uh, medications to prevent it. Uh, it really is akin to a, to a cold right now. 
Uh, but ivermectin, I can say, is an extraordinarily safe medicine. It's been used in humans uh, for many, many decades. It's over the counter in most countries other than the United States. The dosage is based on body weight, uh, and it depends on what you're trying to treat. If you are trying to treat or prevent COVID, the dosage is different than if you're trying to treat intestinal parasites, for example. Um, but it's based on a per kilogram or per pound of body weight. But again, uh, as you just said, John, I, I don't see at this point any yeah, reason why? why someone would be taking yeah. a prophylactic um, for COVID just because at least right now, and, and again, viruses mutate um, with extraordinarily rare exception, they mutate to forms that are more contagious but less virulent. Mm -hmm. So I would be very surprised yep. if we end up with a strain in the fall uh, that is all of a sudden causing severe disease again. I'm not saying it isn't possible that it could happen, particularly given that uh, this was a lab-created, lab-manipulated uh, virus in the first place. Correct. So it certainly could happen, but very, very unlikely to do so. All right, next question, and this is a good one, by the way. What are the risks of a non-vaccinated male having sexual relations with a vaccinated female? Do spike proteins spread via contact? No, it's a great question. I've been asked that a lot. There's no indication. I've seen not any compelling evidence that you can spread spike proteins to any appreciable extent through even intimate contact. I've been asked the question in the reverse. Um, you know, vaccinated mm -hmm. males having sex right. with it, uh, you know, can it be passed through seminal fluid, that sort of thing? I have not seen, and God knows I, I scour the literature on a daily basis. I haven't seen anything compelling that would uh, lead me to believe that you would be at any risk of, you know, swapping spike proteins, as it were. Okay, next question is... Friend had major surgery and not healing well, and she's not healing, it says. She was vaccinated, and does that have something to do with her not being, you know, does that have something to do with her not healing well? You know, no way for me to say, again, without knowing the specifics. Um, I certainly don't have a raft of uh, uh, case studies of people with poor wound healing, if that's what you're talking about, the actual wound itself isn't healing. Um, you know, I don't have any reason to believe necessarily that vaccine status would have anything to do with wound healing. Uh, God knows we are seeing tremendous numbers of adverse events, um, you know, and so I'm not saying that it couldn't possibly mm -hmm. be, but most of the adverse events we are seeing fall into more of the category of cardiac issues, clotting issues, strokes, neurological complications, um, and certainly things related to the immune system in general, including, you know, not only the increased risk of contracting COVID, uh, but really alarmingly the increased risk of developing a cancer or having the recurrence of a mm -hmm. cancer that had been in remission because of the damage that's being done to the immune system by these yep. vaccines. Um, but I can't say, yeah, I have not seen a bunch of cases of wound healing issues, uh, not to say that it couldn't happen. I also want to touch on, because this is something that always comes up, it will come up even in some of the replays that we do, and that is, if somebody has been vaccinated and they have had the shots, is there any way to reverse those? I know the answer, but I want you to answer it. Well, there's no way to unvaccinate yourself or somehow suck the vaccine out or kind of eliminate it. And by the way, all these it. treatments that you um, see all over the Internet, you know, Dr. Kelly, sorry, I don't believe any of them. It's a bunch of hogwash. To your point, once it's there, it's there. I don't care what, quote unquote, remedy you think is out there. There is none. 
Correct. Now, that said, we are treating post-vaccine injury with many of the same medications that we use to treat COVID, which includes things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and steroids and fluvoxamine. Um, and those protocols for uh, depend, it depends very much on the symptoms right. or the types of you know, issues that someone is having following vaccine. If you go to the website I'm associated with, which is earlycovidcare.org, we have a lot of those protocols there. And there is considerable overlap uh, in the treatment for what we call long COVID uh, and vaccine injured, uh, you know, people. So it's not to say that there's nothing you can do to treat a particular symptom you may be having uh, from the vaccine. But there's no way to unvaccinate right. yourself or somehow chelate that that thing out and somehow yeah. uh, neutralize yeah. it. Yeah, thank you. There is then that was the biggest thing is there's no way to unvaccinate. So. Uh, all I can say is, you know, for some of those that literally uh, were being ridiculed and criticized and being made fun of and having even certain things done to them where they were handwriting on the back of their hand because they weren't vaccinated. I mean, there were some really nasty things going on, especially early on, Dr. Kelly, because I know I was one of those that never got vaccinated. So I know exactly what some of that was like and, and, and the feeling of to where man alive for some people that stood strong and didn't get it. They need a badge of honor just for that alone. I agree. And I'm right there with you. Uh, it was, it, you know, hell for for a couple of years. Yes. It isn't over. No, uh, a lot not. of the rifts. I mean, I, I'm estranged uh, largely from my entire extended family hmm. uh, as a result hmm. of this. Uh, and so it's not like it's over. But I do think that we have been vindicated. And as time goes by, um, I think those who are uh, purebloods, as I call us, yep. um, it will be more and more uh, proud of their decision to stay strong. And again, this doesn't yep. make me anti-vaccine. No, I'm, not I'm at all. very pro-vaccine and I've had pretty much every other vaccine that's out there. Um, but I think you can pat yourself on the back if you made the correct cost-benefit analysis on this particular one and said, wait a minute, I am at such a low risk from COVID, uh, or if I get it, I'll get over it, or I already had it and I got over Mm it, uh, and I have natural immunity, and you made the correct assessment. Furthermore, it should be your choice always to make that decision, uh, particularly now that they acknowledge the vaccines don't keep you from getting COVID. They don't keep you from transmitting it. So if the best they can say is it will keep you from ending up in the hospital, well, that's pretty much your individual choice. Mm-hmm. That's your choice if you want to risk it. And you and I, I respect anyone's individual choice, whether or not they want to take an experimental drug that may or may not decrease their risk of a severe outcome. I'll leave it at that. I know you've got another interview coming up shortly, which, by the way, for a lot of you listening, you can find Dr. Kelly in lots of places, Newsmax, Newsmax, um, all over. I, Dr. Drew, I mean, there's all sorts of places, Dr. Kelly, they can just go Google it, find it. A lot of that's on our website as well, which I'll mention here in a moment once I let you go. But thank you so much. I know you're up against the clock. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot say that enough, and we will talk again soon. Sounds great. Thanks, as always, for having me, John. These platforms are really important. It's so tough for folks to get access to this information because of the egregious amount of mm. censorship. Good point. So I appreciate you making the platform available very and for welcome. having me on so frequently. Very, very blessed talk to have soon. you. Thank you, Dr. Kelly. And folks, I mean that. We are so blessed. The amount of knowledge that 
you know, I have gained even of, of late, you know, these last, you know, year and a half, roughly, it's been just phenomenal. And I appreciate her very, very much. Veteran Windows and Doors is coming up next. Talk to Dave today. Find out what he can do for you when it comes to your windows and doors and how he can save you money as we head into the winter months. 303-529-0720. And don't forget to ask about the 25% discount to all KLZ listeners. Dave Bancroft, owner of Veteran Windows and Doors, is so confident in his quality, service, and fair prices that he challenges you to find three quotes from the competitors that even come close. Dave doesn't just go above and beyond your expectations. He does it all at up to half the cost. Veteran Windows and Doors is founded on the Marine Corps ideals of integrity, knowledge, and dependability, and Dave practices these principles in every deal he makes. That's why Veteran Windows and Doors prioritizes giving you the information you need to feel confident in your decision. Like their lifetime warranty on your purchase, they also offer a five-year installation guarantee and ensure that your energy efficiency ratings exceed the required code standards. Pay up to half the cost when you work with Veteran Windows and Doors. See the savings for yourself with a comparison quote. Now, for the month of September only, get 25% off when you mention KLZ Radio. Call Dave at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or visit klzradio.com slash windows. Bruce Simmons is next. He is our reverse mortgage professor. And if you've been thinking about a reverse mortgage but really don't know much about it or you've heard all kinds of horror stories, don't listen to those. Talk to him first and find out exactly how it works for you. Find him at klzradio.com. Your parents think you want their house when they die, but you don't care about the house. You just want your parents to be financially secure in retirement. Call KLZ's local reverse mortgage specialist, Bruce Simmons, today. Tell him about your parents' situation. Then, set up a meeting so you can all talk together. You know, a lot of seniors hesitate to look into reverse mortgages because they think their kids want the house, but they've never actually asked their kids. The truth is, you don't want the house. You'd much rather make sure your parents can live comfortably in their home for years to come. Plus, your parents can still leave you the house with a reverse mortgage. Sure, some of the equity may be used up, but just like with any other mortgage, all of the remaining equity goes to the heirs when the homeowners pass away. Don't let your parents make financial decisions based on false information. Call Bruce Simmons today, 303-467-7821. Ask him about a reverse mortgage for your mom and dad. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. KNR Home Transitions and the ladies can help you when it comes to whatever you want to do with real estate, moving sideways, up, down. We're going to talk to Kurt Rogers in the five o'clock hour about mortgage rates and how that's working. But when it comes to the actual move itself, the ladies can help you with all of what you have going on. And literally, they can do it all from the financial end all the way through the marketing side, staging, you name it. They can do it all. 720-437-8210. With K&R Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing... Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. 
K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com slash home. Again, that's klzradio.com slash home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. Folks, we want to raise money for Save the Storks to get a stork bus. That's how they actually help ladies understand exactly what's going on when it comes to them being pregnant. They can see the baby inside of them. And yes, it is in fact a baby. It is a life. And the stork buses are portable. And of course, they have an ultrasound machine and all of that. You you know the drill. We're trying to raise money to have one of those here in Colorado for Save the Storks. Go to savethestorks.com and donate now. My birth mother recently told me that she drove two hours to a clinic to abort me. But when she arrived for her appointment, she changed her mind and instead found an adoption attorney. My name is Diane Ferraro, and I'm the CEO at Save the Storks. I need you to join me in our mission to help us give women in Colorado the chance to choose life for their babies. We need you to give generously and help us get a mobile medical unit that will serve women right here. Some of you own a business or lead a group, and your donation of $1,000 or more would save dozens of babies when the mother sees that ultrasound for the first time. Please visit SaveTheStorks.com and donate today. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Dr. Kelly is not with us, and uh, we got a couple more questions that came in, which actually I'm able to answer myself, not because I'm a doctor or I have any kind of medical degree, but because I've talked to Dr. Kelly enough to know the answers to some of these because some of these, you know, we've, we've gone over in shows past one of them we just answered. We had the same question come in again, but we answered it. She actually answered it a few minutes ago. That is, somebody had surgery, and they're not healing well. What Dr. Kelly said is, of course, unless it's her patient, she can see them directly and know exactly what's going on. She cannot contribute that towards the vaccine. Now, in the same token, we know there's some blood clotting issues and things like that with the vaccine. Is there a correlation there? I'm not sure you're ever going to know the answer to that. Dr. Kelly wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I don't think any doctor would. Um, I think all you can do is look at the data yourself and kind of a timeline and come up with your own assumptions. Another question just came in. If you're to have a surgical procedure, how do you know that your blood transfusions that you get may have the vaccine or the spike proteins in them? You don't. If you, and this has been, this is Dr. Kelly's, her, her thought word for word. If you know you're going to be having surgery, period, because you may still need blood during any type of surgery. Doesn't matter what it is. Things happen. If you know you're going in for surgery, you can bank your own blood on the front side. So if you're an unvaccinated individual like me and you're going to go in for any kind of surgery, it would be in your benefit to have your own blood banked, which they will do. And they will guarantee then that only your blood goes back into your system, not something coming out of the blood bank. Because trust me, in that particular end of things, it gets convoluted. Whatever's coming out of the blood bank, they don't know if it's vaccinated, unvaccinated. Now, they ask you some of that, but trust me, they are not tracking it that close, and you're liable to end up with potentially the spike proteins in that particular person's blood in your blood. Now, how does that work if you end up with a transfusion? 
I'm not sure any of us really know to the fullest extent how that's working. I'm sure we will know as we go down the road. But bottom line, if you are going to have any kind of surgery, and I know this because we've asked this to Dr. Kelly numerous times, if you're going to go in for surgery, especially those that you know you may very well need a transfusion, major type surgeries, yes, bank your blood on the front side, and they can assist you with that. In fact, that's not uncommon. People have been doing that for a number of years, so it's not something that nobody knows how to do. The system is designed to where if you want to bank your own blood, you can, and I would highly suggest that. I'll get the question of the day here in the next hour. I apologize we didn't get to that yet because I wanted to give Dr. Kelly as much time as we possibly could. If you're listening to a replay show, you can still text us a question, and I'll get that answered either by myself or Dr. Kelly Victory as well. 307-200-8222. But this is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.